Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and we combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm Christian. Joined with me, as always, are Joseph. Hello. And Jehu. Whoa. We're recapping, sort of, some of our favorite bits of 2022 and listing out some things we're anticipating or at least hoping to like in 2023. That way we can be on record when it sucks balls and uh-huh. we have we can admit that we have terrible judgment on these things. It would require someone else to call me out because I don't remember what we say on these things, and I certainly will not remember in a year from now. Nor will I admit that I'm wrong. So what do we do? Start with 2022? Sure. I guess I'll go first. Do, am I just doing one, or can I just list some of my favorites? What do you want? Uh, I I wasn't sure if we were doing like categories as like movies. Oh, no, I didn't list or categories. Any of I, look, we didn't talk about this at we all. We did not plan. <laughs> I I really thought about it hard on the drive over here, and the second I saw Christian's list, I thought I don't have a list, and then I just went blank. Uh, See, I had to think about it beforehand. <laughs> I had to write it down because uh-huh. I was afraid of exactly that. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with one that I think I'm the only person at this table who saw. When it's kind of like a kids' family friendly movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Two, which uh, honestly is a blasty blast. Um, those movies are—they're uh, not—they don't take themselves too seriously, nor should they. Ben Schwartz is great as Sonic. I don't give a fuck about James Marsden, but he's in this movie, and of course, it's like a return to classic Jim Carrey. I don't know. People should watch it. Idris Elba as Knuckles was a fun addition. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Why have you guys not watched these movies? I don't know. It's a fair I, point. I feel like I would enjoy it. I, I'm I'm a little more feel like I have to watch it now that Jim Carrey's claiming it's his last movie. Yeah, I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> I think that would be a great way to he end it. He went out as Dr. Robot. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, everyone should watch it. Better than Transformers. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I just feel like James Marsden's so handsome. We've done this before, but like, why... Is he not a good actor? He's got to not be, or he's like people don't like him. I think all of the above is probably true. I also want to know why James Marsden always gets cast as the white dude with animated side. It's only happened <laughs> twice, but it is weird that it's happened twice. Is it twice. only twice? Because it feels like it's been more. It was yeah. Hop. Yep. And Sonic. And Sonic. Oh, shit. I feel like there's four more in there well, somewhere. Well, there's Sonic too. <laughs> <laughs> Has he not done anything with, like, Muppets or anything? It feels like it's more to me, too. Ooh. Well, he did do the, uh, it's not quite the same thing. Did he do anything Muppets? I know he did Enchanted, which is, like, you know. There are animated things. Yeah. Which I'll talk about Disenchanted on what we've been watching. Uh Uh-huh. Little tease there. Guys, you got to come up with something. I'm not just saying mine. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure if we we had, like, a, a specific order or not. I, w- I went back to my letterbox, which is how I keep my my brain's no good no more. It's right. just n- all holes. <laughs> there's 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 nothing holding on to anything in there. So I have to write everything down. Uh, my my number five, which just barely made it into under five, mostly because of social pressure, is everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, that's on my list too, but it's number three. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it at length last week. I don't think we need to rehash it. I mean, look, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It is a movie that you won't see anywhere else. You know, you have not seen this movie before. <laughs> That's true. I do want to, I mean, you got me like doubting it a little bit after our talk last <laughs> week. Like you brought me down on it a I bit. I mean, the, the, the popular opinion is in your side. So. Sure, 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 sure. But it did get me thinking, was 2022 a good year for movies? Well, it certainly wasn't a good year for me seeing movies because traditionally, uh, like, uh, I... I don't have a specific goal in mind, but on average, I tend to be between like 
25, 35 movies a year. Shit, dude. Uh, and this year I saw 10. Wow. <laughs> and that's, that's movies of like this year, but still, anyway. Yeah, I... It, I got me. We were talking about it, and I was like, I really liked it. And then I was like, maybe I just don't like the other movies that came out this year. Yeah. And that like stood out to me because like everyone fucking loves the Batman, and I hated yeah, the Batman. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. If we were gonna do list, least favorites, the Batman was the <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you you ask was 2020 a good year? I will say when I was looking through this movie, this year's movies, I had no problem picking what my favorite is. Usually, like oh, there's some hemming mm-hmm. on, but th- it's like oh yeah, that one's my favorite. Which that's you know not the one I'm going to speak of now. I'm also not going to talk about this in length because I just talked about it last night. But I'm giving number five to Violent Night. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. I had a fucking blast in that movie. Uh, it will be a Christmas tradition for me. I love it. Yeah, I really want to watch it. I don't know why I haven't yet. Number four for me, again, throwing an oddball out here, Jackass Forever. Uh, it is oddly heartwarming. Um, it was really great to kind of go back to those, like, group of characters and see those guys, you know, basically kill themselves again. They also <laughs> kind of, like, rehash some old bits. Uh, and to see them do it at 55 years old or however they are, uh, are is, uh, I don't know, is really entertaining. I, I hope this franchise continues. I wasn't super sold on all the new people, but I would certainly give it the old college try with a new cast of characters. Uh, and I, I don't think they're done yet. But again, I really, if you watch Jackass at all growing up, I really recommend Jackass Forever. As you get older, do you just hate seeing young people on screen? And by young people, I specifically mean people in like their twenties. Oh, they're fucking annoying. It makes me so angry to see them, and yeah. I don't, I don't like they haven't done anything to me. But I'm just <laughs> no. like, get off, get a, go somewhere else. Right. You don't belong here. Yeah, I've, I've rapidly become crotchety, <laughs> for sure. Well, see, I have entered this stage where I'll look at someone on screen and it's like, you know, I'll have a thought like. Who does this old bitch think she is? And then my next thought was like, oh, this lady's at least 10 years younger than me. <laughs> so that's, that's where I am with that. I'm way beyond what you guys were talking about. Everything on my list we have already talked about in this podcast. But assuming I mean, people to be true for me don't, as well. don't listen to every episode. Uh, my number four, which I don't know if it functionally is better than everywhere, everywhere all at once, but I had more fun, I feel like. Bullet Train. I love Bullet Train. Mm. I think that shit was a blast. I think it got underrated by just... Are really undersold to me by the internet at large. It's just it is a Tarantino esque ripoff, but also more of like in in an homagey fun way, like not a way that it feels like a cheap studio cash grab sort of thing, but in a way somebody who loves those kind of movies and would like to see more of them in the world. See, I think I have the opinion of Bullet Train that you have of every where everything, all yeah, whatever. Like it just I talking to you guys and Ian, it was like so fucking incredible. And yeah. then I, I was like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Joseph, I also have that one at number four. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, we already talked about my number three, which was everything, everywhere, all at once. So why don't you just go ahead and do your number three? Okay, let's do number three. My number three, which I think is going to be also on Hertz list, but I'll bet even higher than mine, Elvis. Oh, fuck, y'all. I did not (laughs) anticipate Elvis to be on anyone's list. Elvis is coming up. I figured. Yeah. I won't talk about it at length, but it's one of the, it was definitely one of those things where I, I knew I was going to see it because it's a Baz Luhrmann flick, and like I've watched clips of it plenty since then, like just whatever. Nah. I would rewatch the whole movie like Hurt does, except I share my account with my dad, and I don't want him seeing that I'm just rewatching the Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, number three for me, nope. 
Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Uh, You know, that was just a real good time at the movies. You know, again, we did a whole episode on it, so I don't know what else I can say about it, except that it's, I think it's the best of the Jordan Peele movies. Mm -hmm. I've liked all three of them. Uh, They all are the same but different, as Mr. Miyagi would say. And uh, But I think this one was my favorite. And if he was going to do a sequel to any of them, I would hope it would be this one. We're going to talk about Nope again. Okay. Right. Yes, we are. <laughs> but not right now, because my number two is Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Um, Top Gun Maverick is, uh, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but it is the best theater experience I've had in a long fucking time. Like, uh, I did go to the movies during, you know, COVID, but like, also, it was always still kind of felt like a stunted kind of experience. Top Gun Maverick felt like it was all the way back in. We were back in a like summer spectacle blockbusters. Um, everything about it is fucking great. I would not call it the standard of legacy sequels because I think it is absolutely the peak of what a legacy sequel can be. It would be very, very hard for anyone else, in my opinion, to obtain that level of awesome. I've watched this movie like seven times, y'all. I fucking loved it. That's outstanding. I'll tell you, I have forgot about Top Gun Maverick because if I didn't, <laughs> everywhere all at once would be how this would be number three. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in line here because that's also my number two. <laughs> I I fucking love this movie for exactly the reasons that you said. It's also nice, even when it's a lunatic like Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. to see someone who everyone thought was wrong. Turned out to be right. Yep. He was like, I'm not, I'm holding out. This is not going out on streaming. It's going to be a hit when it comes out. And everybody was like, whatever, little guy. That, <laughs> that kind of, that life is over. And he w- he was not only right, he was astoundingly right. Yeah. Yep. Joseph, your number two? My number two is Nope, which I think we're going to probably talk about again. Nope is my number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I everything Hurt said is exactly how I feel. I think, nope, the more we've gotten away from it, I'm in total agreement. I think it's Jordan Peele's best movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is the most Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele movie. Like, every movie he's made, I think he's gotten more and more confident in who he wants to be. And that sounds like I'm ragging on Get Out, but I think when he made Get Out, it was like, I am one half of this comedy duo directing a horror movie. And he kind of, I don't know, gave himself some restraints there. I don't think Get Out would look the same if he were to make it today. Mm. But by Nope, it was just fucking, the reins were off. He's going to tell this crazy UFO story. Which, by the way, this brings me to my point. Do you know this? The inspiration behind Jean Jacket in fucking Nope is... The Angels from Evangelion. I did not know that. Yeah, that now, makes yeah, sense. yeah. When you see it, you're like, oh, fucking, of course yeah, it yeah. is. Which, if he were to make a sequel and it turned out to be a prequel to Neon Genesis, fuck yeah, right. I'm, I'm on board. Watch the shit out of that <laughs> yeah. movie. Yep. Uh, fucking nope. Watch it. What's your number one, Joseph? My number one. Well, you guess I'm not going to surprise you when I say it out loud. Banshees of Inisherin. I knew it was. Gonna you be knew it was going to be. I actually did. It was a movie made just for me. It's not. It's a movie made for a lot. I of think people. the reason why I didn't is that I, for some reason, I thought that was. On this side of the line, I thought it was a 2023 movie. No, no, it came out last year. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, the follow-up, I mean, it's not the only movie I think he's made. Martin McDonough has made since In Bruges, but with the same cast, with Mm -hmm. Colin Colin Farrell and and, uh, Brendan Gleeson. Gleeson. And it's it's really a a four-person cast. It's it's them, it's Colin Farrell's sister, and not Ezra Miller, but the other one. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Barry Keoghan. Barry Keoghan or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Barry Keoghan, yeah. 
Uh, and they're all spectacular. I mean, like, I'm not a huge... Ezra Miller. I... He does look the same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even a big, like, Barry Kogan fan, but he's so good in this movie. Mm. It's just, it, it's it's such a dumb premise taken to such an obscene extreme in such a, like, a darkly funny way. It's just, it's so clever and well done, and I just love it so much. It's the best. Is he, um, would I need to watch it with subtitles? Because that dude's accent gets me. Uh, <laughs> just try, I'm just being yeah, honest. Yeah. I, it's sick. It's an Irish movie. I uh-huh. I don't think it's too bad because they they I feel like they slow it down for us. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I watch everything with subtitles anyway. So. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of dialect that like it's mm. not like you don't understand what the word is. You've just never heard that word before, and right. you have to figure it out from mm. context. Cool. Hurt. What's your number one? I mean, I think we can figure it out with math. My favorite one was Elvis. <laughs> I loved Elvis. You know, when I was when I was thinking of top five. One that almost made me let my, made my list was a movie that I wasn't even sure I thought was a good movie, which was Don't Worry Darling, mm. just because of the fact that it was so much fun to talk about mm. in the weeks after of seeing it. But Elvis was that to like the nth degree. It mm. was like, there was like three weeks to a month there that if you didn't want to talk to Elvis, you just couldn't talk to me (laughs) like i just wanted to talk about that movie and for me that's good when it's because it's a good movie because it's a movie that really took chances and i mean not saying that you know there wasn't an aspect of the talking that wasn't bad and by that i'm talking about uh, tom hanks but i still love that i think that's an essential component to what what makes this movie so watchable which is tom hanks's weird weird choices about his Uh performance in this uh, yeah, anybody who hasn't watched this, just watch it. It's fun. I do feel yeah. like you've accidentally stumbled onto a pretty good metric for what your favorite movie is, because I would agree that I have tried to convince more people to see Elvis than most movies this for year. Sure. <laughs> for sure, that's true. Yeah, Elvis is this weird toss-up for me, because I don't think Elvis is a good movie. <laughs> but I think Austin Butler is so fucking good in it. And, you know, you said this when we were doing the episode. If, you know, it's loud and it's bright and it's less, it's a fucking show. Right. And, like, it doesn't have to be, like, good in a, you know, any sort of, I think, critical metric for it to be just a fucking blast. Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, I think that is true. Even if it is just cracking jokes about Tom Hanks or, you know, appreciating the lights and the sounds or being flabbergasted that Austin Butler still talks like Elvis to this day. Um, all those things make it worth watching. And Joseph, yeah, same thing. I have convinced, I, I have begged more people to watch Elvis than I have Nope. And I just said Nope is my favorite movie of the yep. year. They'd be like, I haven't watched Elvis. Fucking do it. I should say, we talked about this personally off the podcast last week, but I want to on air talk about the fact that there's now a backlash against Austin Butler's... Uh, oh, I put that at the end of the podcast. Oh, you did? Okay. Because yeah, fuck for, for, those people. Yeah. <laughs> fuck those people. I hope he still has the accent in Dune. Yeah. Speaking of Dune, let's talk about movies that come out in 2023. Yeah. Yeah, we could just go ahead and talk about Dune. Fucking Dune Part 2 comes out in October. Super pumped for this It's, it's so, so fucking pumped. <laughs> it's been so long, but it's also... I've watched Dune so many times since the first one, I had to check and make sure it wasn't on my list this year because I thought maybe mm. it came out this late. Because, I mean, it's it's become one of those, if I'm not doing something else, I'll just throw that movie on in the yeah, background. Yeah. There's always something interesting going on. In it. I, yeah. I love that... 
you know, one of my favorite clips from this entire show when since I've been doing the clips was the time we talked about Dune and I accidentally ran over your uh, uh, discovery that Jared Leto is the correct uh, whatever his name was, <laughs> Farron Ralph, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Made Ralph, yeah. Made Ralph, whatever. Uh, and I love that since then the universe has conspired to create a new perfect head Ralph <laughs> by making Austin Butler Elvis, and then like I like he's got the right look for it. They've made him a musical superstar, right. you know, sort of. Right. Uh, he, like he now he now fits the bill even better, and they've now cast him. Yeah, in. totally, it's great. Uh, uh, taking Dune one and then adding Austin Butler, yep. Florence Pugh, and fucking Christopher Walken is the right combo of words to get me even more <laughs> impossibly excited than I thought I could be for this movie. I'm really, really pumped. Let's jump back in time. The old first movie I'm excited for this year, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's in February. Yeah. Yeah. That's in February. It's next month. I would not have any hopes for Ant-Man movie other than fucking Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Looks so good as Kang. So, you know, I, you guys know I don't really have a presence on the internet anymore. My one thing I still do is there's a comic book message board that I've been a part of since, like, the year 2000. So, I still go on there occasionally. And when that last trailer dropped, I went on there and all those dudes, for some reason, were talking about Kate from Lost's hair instead of the fact how weird and upsetting fucking MODOK looks. I like, think Modoc should be weird. And I know upsetting. that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's exact. Modoc should should not be comfortable to look at. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know how to appreciate things anymore. We've gotten too many cool things now that we're not amped. That that fucking Modoc is going to be in a movie and it looks weird as fuck. That being <laughs> said, what the fuck is with Kate's hair in this movie? Yeah, I think they're trying to go with that classic like Janet comic book look, but it looks fucking terrible it, that pixie cut man. yeah it doesn't look good at all yeah. i'm i'm i like somebody did her a wrong someone needs to be fired i'm not a big evangeline lily guy i'm not really. but she she doesn't need to be done that bad yeah <laughs> even if she is an anti-vaxxer yeah uh yeah cory stole coming back as um modok in this which just says that at some point at the end of ant-man one uh Yellow Jacket's head stopped shrinking while the rest of his body continued. <laughs> and that's fucking great that to me. That is pretty great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, second movie that I'm kind of sort of... Also, Jonathan Majors, motherfucking Creed 3. Right? Right. I, actually, I added this just in case you didn't put it on there. Because I, I've seen Creed 1, and I never saw Creed 2 just because I was like, I like Creed enough to see it, but I didn't love yeah. it enough to see a sequel. I like the trailer for Creed 3 enough that I'm going to go back and watch Creed 2 <laughs> so I can watch no. Creed 3. Yeah, Creed 2 is good. It's yeah. not as good as Creed 1. I mean, both of them are good movies. I think Creed 1 is kind of like lightning in a bottle. Like, it's a little surprising how good it actually is. Right. Um, but, fuck, man. Creed 3 looks to be the best of the three. Absolutely. Jonathan Majors is going to kick Michael B. Jordan's ass in the ring and possibly at acting. Yeah. So fucking hard. Yeah. He looks so fucking big. Um, and Stallone's a titty baby. 
Is he not? Did he choose to not be in this? He chose to not be in it, and now he's upset that he's not in it. Yeah, I did think I remember hearing that because they like give him cancer. I think in Creed two or something. Well, I think in Creed two, like his his story wraps up. He yeah, you know he uh, he makes peace with his son, so he doesn't need his surrogate son anymore. So he sort of moves on, and he's like, I don't, I'm done with these. I'm not going to do anymore. Mm. And they didn't say they weren't going to do anymore. They, they yeah, were, you know, so fuck. Him. I, and it's cool to see Michael B. Jordan take such ownership of this character. Yeah, like, he yeah wrote isn't, your, isn't he directing it? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, another thing with Stallone, don't you kind of want your legacy to go on beyond you? Wouldn't it cool that you know Stallone, who's not getting any younger, maybe this will continue once he's gone. And yeah. also, surely he's getting money from it. right. Oh, There's for no sure, way. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely he owns that character. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. positive. Uh, John Wick Four. Sure. Like, yeah, what's not to be excited yeah. about? Yeah, I just recently went back and watched the other three, and God, they're so fucking good. They're they're never disappointing for a no. second. Yeah. I, what I love about the entire John Wick series is, at first, like, I hadn't watched them in a couple of years, yeah. probably since John Wick 3 came out. Mm-hmm. I had always I kind of interpreted that, like, each movie gets a little more bonkers than the movie before, but that's true in the fucking first movie. Yeah. Like, for every minute that goes on, it's more wacky than the fucking minute that <laughs> yeah. just passed. That's fair. Like, it starts off as just this sad guy with a dead wife, and, like, 45 minutes in, there's a secret hotel of assassins <laughs> with their own money system, and you didn't know that fucking 45 minutes ago. <laughs> right. It, it seems like at some point, oh, this is just going to be like a Dirty Harry type thing. Not yeah. that it's going to be this elaborate fantasy of secret assassins. Yeah. Totally. It's fucking bonkers. Can't wait for John Wick 4. D&D. Yep. Honor Among Thieves. Listen, I'm a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. I'm fucking excited for this movie. I think it's going to be fun. I think the fact that they're already making a D&D series, I don't think they would be doing that if they weren't positive this movie was going to land. So just by on that, I think it's going to be really good. Wizards of the Coast needs all the positive press they, they can sure have do. right now. It's been a rough fucking few weeks to be a D&D person. I, I saw there's some controversy, but I don't know what it is. We can talk about it off air. Okay. Nobody else needs to know. Super Mario Bros. Looks fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really have a lot to add to it, but I, I do like that stuff that looks like gameplay is actually incorporated mm-hmm. in this. Jumping from platforms and shit. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it uh, kind of this, the same points, so I think, when we first saw the trailer for it. Uh, but, you know, it is good, I think, for this that there's there's a lot of, like, art and, and kind of concepts to draw in, but not a lot of hard story beats that mm-hmm. they have to follow. So they can just do get it wild with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Man, you know, we talked about this already. I was super excited for this movie regardless, but that got amped up by the Christmas special, and that really got amped up by that trailer with the Space Hog song in it. Yeah. I, I can't wait for this. I will be sad that these will be over. Uh you know, at the time, we predicted certain people living and certain people dying. Right. I'm less convinced we're right about this. Really? Yeah. Uh, James Gunn said that he anticipates, like, all the Guardians people will be in his DC movies. <laughs> so they may all they, fucking they die. They all fucking die. <laughs> right. I mean, it, yeah, it could be just like a Butch and Sundat sort of yeah. ending. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feel like the Marvel movies need any more downer movies. I feel like we've had quite we've enough had a good of those. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to throw it back a little bit to Ant Man. Just this one thing I've yet to say, which is the Elton John songs have been used a lot lately in fucking trailers. None of them are used better than Goodbye Yellow. I would Brick agree Road. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking perfect use yeah. of that song in that trailer. 
Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It's a lot of S's. Um, Miles Morales back. I don't know. Fucking the first one's great. First one's great. I didn't love the trailer. Don't for love this the trailer, one, but I still have faith. I'm going off pure enjoyment of the first film. Yeah, I say I have faith. Faith in the creators more than well, one trailer. I don't know why they went for just like the solemn monologue for like eighty percent of the trailer. Yeah. It, it's it, an odd choice. It, it's just weird that a movie that is pretty much universally loved because it's fun. Yeah. You know, tried to do a trailer of oh, this time it's going to be serious. Yeah. Man, we got plenty of serious. There's mm-hmm. plenty of series out there. Let this be fun. Yeah, I know the guy who directed the first one, and I think he directed the second one. He's also directing a few episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does in Mandalorian Season 3. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Fuck it, it's Indiana's Indy's back. I'm <laughs> stoked about I can't believe I'm stoked about it, but I'm so excited about it. I love seeing the trailer in theaters. It, I mean, it looks like an Indiana Jones movie. Right, I don't yeah. know how, what else, what other praise I can give it besides that. Right. Well, Hurt talks so much about like enjoying like old dude on Last Ride movies. Right. And uh, I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull wants to be that, but doesn't really try to be that. Right. This looks like it is swerving into the skid on it. Right. And Harrison Ford, I'm sure, can do that. <laughs> and it'll be a blast to watch him do it as Indy, I think. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I I, don't just want this to be good. I need it to be good. <laughs> yeah. My most anticipated movie of 2023, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah. yeah. Listen, they're all fucking a blast. <laughs> oh, actually, that's a good thing we didn't talk about. So we all saw Avatar and IMAX, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you all have the feature in front? I did with not. I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> There's like a, a, I don't know, it's a long featurette, maybe like mm-hmm. six minutes of, uh, you know, them building and doing a stunt where uh, he drives the bike, he off, drives the the bike off the cliff and base jumps off the cliff. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where like it's it's so set up and you like there's a party that wants to be like this is ridiculous that you're you're doing this that you're like kind of like grandstanding about it like whatever but then you watch it like oh fuck this is really cool yeah. <laughs> you know like it's I can't get around it's just gonna be fun he's fucking sixty one years insane. old I. I First of all, just in that in that little featurette, when they just before they even show you the stunt, when they just go to the edge of the ramp and yeah. show you over it, no I way. was like, "Fuck this!" I don't even like looking at it. <laughs> like uh, when 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 I was watching it, I said to my buddy Austin, "This is this is my pitch for a movie, one of these sort of meta commentary type movies, a movie about the stunt coordinator who lets Tom Cruise die." <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that could be a hit. I bet Tom Cruise would produce that movie. He would. He would be in it. Yeah. Uh, I stand by Tom Cruise is my favorite actor working today because there's not anyone in Hollywood who cares about you, the viewer, as yeah. much as Tom Cruise. I really do feel like, I don't know, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I would have said The Rock a couple of years ago, but no longer. Right. I, do, I do feel like Tom Cruise may be one of the last movie stars yeah. in Hollywood, like the true stars. Right. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't think there is anyone close to it. Uh, one, I don't know if Hurt's caught on board yet, but I know Joseph and I are excited. Fucking Barbie. Yes. Still <laughs> haven't watched the trailer. Greta, Greta Gerwig's Barbie, uh, written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. What did it, why? Yeah. Why did they do this? <laughs> Fucking sorry. Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu. Um, fucking, I'm sure a whole bunch of other people I can't think of, but... Yeah, I don't. I like. I have no idea what it's about, and I don't care. It just seems like it's gonna be a blast. Like you said, go for the swing. You know, fucking swing for yes, the fences. Absolutely, let's go for a home run here. Just fucking try something. I'm pumped. Also coming out the same weekend, 
Oppenheimer. Yep. <laughs> I did get like the extra long trailer for Oppenheimer yeah. when I, I saw it. I don't know. I think I'm not a Nolan guy, but I'm pretty fucking pumped for this uh-huh. movie. Uh, Jordan Peele said it's his most anticipated movie of the year. Uh, right. It looks so fucking good. It looks really fucking good. I mean, you know. I don't really feel like there's much Nolan-y shit Nolan can do to this. And I'm not as down on Nolan as you are, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like nobody's going to time travel in yeah. this. It's yeah. just going to be a literal, like, sequential movie. Yeah. I just hope, uh, you know, when he delivers the I am becoming death line, the sound is up enough where I can fucking hear it. Mm. <laughs> That is a killer speech. What, uh, if, what if they just don't put it in there? <laughs> it's like mean, a tease. Maybe he yeah. won't, you know? I mean, look, I, I am. I feel like we've done enough shit on World War II for, like, a couple decades. I know that's a minority opinion, but, like, I've, I've seen enough. Right. <laughs> I'm good for a while. We can come back to it later. That- well, particularly since, like, for 20 years of movie ranking, it was, like, the number two biggest genre under Western. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's been a lot of World War II movies. That said, uh, Dunkirk is my favorite Nolan film probably in, in recent years. I don't remember what, you know, maybe Interstellar, but maybe even before that. No, I'm right there with you. I think Dunkirk is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super on board for this particular pairing. And also, you guys know I have a little crush on Killian Murphy. So Yeah. The whole bit in the trailer when he's like, Matt Damon asks if the whole world get in when they, when they turn it on. And he's like... It's like a 13%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because I felt like I had to include a DC movie, I included the one no one's fucking talking about, Blue Beetle. Is that coming out next year? Yes. Hell yeah. All right. Everyone's talking about Shazam or The Flash or fucking Aquaman. I don't give a shit about any of those. Fucking Blue Beetle I'm pumped for. I mean, probably also because it's, of all of them, the one that's most likely not a lame duck. Yeah. Like those other three, there's not going to be any building off of them, except for maybe Flash, where the building off of it is going to be none of that shit counts anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I I, mean, I like this character. I like the outfit. You yeah, know. it looks good. I'm pretty excited for this one, too. In many ways, this, I, I feel like this is, they're not going to, but this is DC's opportunity to do what Marvel did 13 years ago or so. Uh, which is they've kind of burnt out their A-list characters right. for Marvel. They just didn't have the right rights to them. To them yeah. uh, but, you know, let's start getting people attached to, like, your V-cast right. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there, there's not there's no preformed opinions. You don't, like, I don't know, it doesn't have the same pressures as, like, a Batman movie. Right. Uh, like, just fucking have fun with it. Right. And we will, too, I, I hope. Right. God, I hope. I really want it to be good. Yeah, I don't know that it will be, but I want it to be. Yeah. And, I mean... I don't say like you launch the DCU off of it, but like make no connective tissue. Yeah, just make just make a movie. Just <laughs> make a movie, and if you want that kid to come back, fucking do it. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, the last one I wrote was doing part two, but we already talked about that. We did one. already talk about so that. So that's, that's those are the thirteen that I looked at and thought, mm, I would like to watch those. I, I have one more to add to the list, but I don't know if anyone else is excited for this. For me, I'm super excited about the Equalizer three. <laughs> I wasn't even aware it was coming out. I, I just found out about it this week. Is, I, is Denzel coming back? Denzel is coming. Would I be excited if Denzel wasn't coming I don't back? know. I don't give a shit about Quinn Latifah. Um, the show version? That show, that show looked... Uh, I'm not even going to... Punching maybe, down. Maybe you're just sexist. Maybe I'm just... I have no doubt that Queen Latifah could kick my ass. <laughs> but I think most of the people on the show whose asses she could kick, she probably couldn't. Mm. But I I just cannot fucking wait. I I thought the first two were super fun. 
you know, I think they're my favorite of the old man rage genre. Mm. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, you know our best of 2022 and most anticipated of 2023. Until we, you know, we definitely forgot stuff. We will on both sides probably. But if if we miss anything that you wanted us to talk about, uh, reach to roughhousegmail.com. We've been lo- I've been loving the emails coming in. Yeah, they've been good. They've been fun. Uh, well, cool. So yeah, that's it for that. What have we been watching this last week? It's actually a week this time. Well, it's not a World War II movie. It's a Korean War movie, and it starts stars my favorite actor in Hollywood right now, fucking Jonathan Majors. I watched Devotion, uh-huh. um, which stars him and Glenn Powell, which, of course, Glenn Powell... They're both pilots, right? Or they, they are both pilots. Glenn Powell had two movies come out this year. He is a naval aviator in both of them. <laughs> um, uh, he's a much nicer guy. Pause for a second. Are you guys aware that Glenn Powell wrote a Captain Planet script for Leon- Leonardo DiCaprio's production company, with him fucking starring as Captain Planet. Not Leo, Glenn Powell. All right. Which, by the way, Glenn Powell could be Captain yes, Planet. Right. Like, I can see it. Fucking, I want to see that movie. Um, this movie's not great. Okay. Um, it didn't look great. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It's about, oh my gosh, I knew this guy's name before I sat down. Incent. Jesse Brown, uh, who is the first black naval aviator to receive the Navy Cross. Uh, Spoiler alert, posthumously. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's good. It's, uh, of course, kind of like a racial tension, but not really like the kind of the classic white savior movie. It's really is literally just like the kind of challenges he faced in the Navy at the beginning of the Korean War. Um, You know, your dad will like it. You might not. I'm gonna say worse than Transformers. Okay. <laughs> They're both good in it. Like, they give good performances, but it's not great. Um, fuck. I, I also watched Disenchanted, which I had never seen Enchanted before. You've seen Enchanted. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Enchanted? Wait, you, did you I'm watch Enchanted? I'm pretty sure I have, but I can't. I watched it right before. Okay, like I was two about days to before. <laughs> Enchanted is fine. Yeah. I don't love it, but it's all right. My children were into it. You know, Amy Adams is good. It's all right. Disenchanted is a big bag of dog shit. <laughs> it is awful. And um, Amy needs to call her agent because she has now followed Dear Evan Hansen with this piece of dog shit. She should not be singing in movies anymore. If they call her for a musical, she needs to say no. I think she's a relatively talented actress and she has been booking some dog crap. This movie sucks. Um, yeah, that's it. She just needs to go back to things where she's sad and semi-naked. That's mm-hmm. her bread and butter. Yeah. I was about to say, she had a real hot streak in like 2008, 2013. Mm-hmm. Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Right after Enchanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Cool. Hurt? Uh, you know, I watched something this week that I've been threatening to watch and talk about on the show for quite some time, and that is the 90s superhero movie, Darkman. Sam Raimi. I watched it, like, on VHS, you know, back when dinosaurs were on the Earth, and I remember liking it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't even remember how, what rabbit hole I was going down that made me pay attention to it again, but, you know, like, Sam Raimi doing an original superhero with script help from the Coen brothers starring Liam Neeson and Francis McDormand. Is this maybe the best movie ever? Mm-hmm. So I rewatched it again, and it's not the best movie ever, but y'all, it's real fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it's top tier Sam Raimi. 
I'm pretty sure we said we were going to watch that yeah, movie we before did. we did Multiverse of Madness, and then we forgot. <laughs> we did. Uh, man, it's just, it's such a 90s superhero movie. Uh, Danny Elfman does the soundtrack, and it literally seems like he just took the Batman soundtrack and took out the... <laughs> and just kept the rest because it sounds exactly the same. It looks like that movie. The sets are like it. It's just 100%. You know, Sam Raimi saw that movie is like, I can't get the rights to any of this shit. What do I like? I like Universal Monsters. I'm going to make a superhero movie that's also a Universal Monsters movie. And it's going to be awesome. And it fucking is. It's fucking great. I highly recommend watching this movie. I don't know if it's on any streaming service. Yeah, I remember, I remember looking for it. It wasn't at the time. But you know, that shit it, just pops on and pops off. Whatever. It was on uh, Christian's favorite, Peacock, for a while. But <sighs> it's not Peacock. on there anymore. One of the things that was such a big deal about it at the time is that uh, is just lost to time now because nobody remembers L.A. Law. Uh, you know, L.A. Law was like an 80s, you know, sort mm-hmm. of legal drama. And they had a guy who worked in their office who was uh, who was mentally handicapped. And everybody just kind of thought that guy was really that guy. And then he's the fucking villain in this movie who likes to cut off people's fingers and shit. And he's fucking terrifying. And everybody just went nuts for that mm-hmm. at the time. No, that wouldn't mean anything. To yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, Darkman, better than Transformers. Maybe my second favorite Raimi movie. All right. Mm. I love, uh, we've, we've talked about this also on, before, a long time ago. But I do love movies like that that have like a contextual element that like just totally gets lost in time and like ruins the movie in a lot of ways right exactly (laughs) because like i always feel like secret window is that way now like the whole point was you're not supposed to suspect on johnny depp because he's like this sweet boy man that's that's been in all like these romantic comedies and shit up to this point and at this point immediately you see johnny like yeah that guy's the killer 100 (laughs) percent uh one more thing I'm going to mention, because I do remember what rabbit hole I was on that that, okay. that I fell down. Did you guys know that the Coen brothers were offered Batman 89? I did not know that. The Coen brothers were offered Batman 89, and they did uh, Miller's Crossing instead. Mm. Miller's Crossing cast would make a great fucking <laughs> Batman movie. Gabriel Byrne is Batman. Fucking, what's his nut? John Turturro is the Joker. It would have been fucking rad. Anyways. Now I'm done. John Turturro does seem like he is. He not in a Batman movie somewhere. He's got it. He's in this shitty one that just came out. Oh, okay, there, there you go. It all worked out in the end. Mm. Uh, look, I really want to fucking talk about Mob Psycho because the season's over. We waited to watch the whole season, and my wife and I are, are working through it because we found out that this is the last season, mm. and she doesn't want to watch it because she doesn't. She doesn't want it to be over. So I may never get to actually see the end of it. But when I do, I'm going to talk some mad shit on it. We're going to, I'm excited about it. I've never watched the last episode of the IT crowd for the same reason. Hmm. I will not do it because I don't want to say goodbye to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so instead, I'm going to uh, talk about another... Well, should I talk about the show that people might have actually watched before I talk about my show? <laughs> Let's do that. First thing I watched, first first episode of uh, The Last of Us on HBO. Fucking killer. And so it's one of those things. So uh, really recently, uh, I, I there's a, an, an anime based on a video game called Nier Automata, uh, which if you remember a long time ago, I played and did not like. But I, for some reason, I decided to watch the show, which as it turns out, was exactly the plot of the game. And I hated it. <laughs> I watched one episode, I was like, no, this is not for me. And I feel like the the exact same principle, but applied in reverse, was true for this. They essentially like 
for the first episode, mostly, I mean, 60% of the episode, just replay the prologue from the game, almost beat for beat, with a couple yeah, of, like, almost identical. Yeah. And it, like... For, I thought in my mind, like, I know what's going to happen. Like, it's, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I like the game. I'm going to enjoy it, but it's not going to, like, hit me. But it fucking hit, it it got hits. me. It hits Holy hard. Shit. It, it may have hit me harder. You, you shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> yeah. It may have hit me harder yeah. in the show than yeah. it did in the game. I don't, that's why I don't want to spoil what the fuck happens. I was, but. I was skeptical about, just because I felt like, Pedro Pascal was such convenience casting of like he's oh, so fucking good as Joel. We've already seen him do this exact same role. Yeah. Let's just put him in in this other role about you know a, a grumpy dad taking care of a child sort of thing. Right. Uh, but fuck, he is good. Like there, it, it's it's off to such a really solid start. I wanted us to talk about this because I need to issue an apology. I was not. I have no problem with Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I typically like what he's in. I was disappointed in the casting because, one, I felt like there was better casting. And, two, yeah, it felt so similar. Like, he's kind of been dog and ponied into this <laughs> role. But, God, like, there were moments in the show, and it's so fucking weird because it's a video game, where I really was like, this is fucking Joel. Like, this mm. is Joel. Um, it's just very, it's very real. I it was okay to question the the casting because one thing i've been wondering about him lately you know good actor mostly in good stuff but is he handsome or does he look like a really well-worn in catcher's mitt <laughs> no it's definitely the second yeah one. yeah it works for him in this particular part <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think. yeah uh yeah no it's it's i'm so excited for where this show is gonna go first episode better than transformers and yeah i have i have high hopes i have much higher hopes than i was anticipating did you guys watch chernobyl no did you watch chernobyl? i didn't so Craig Mazin is not like a guy I traditionally have liked, but Chernobyl was so fucking good. Like it really turned me on him. And then having him and Neil Druckmann do this together, like I don't know, man. Like I, I think it really can be by the way, the fucking like video game movie curse, that shit's been over for a while. Sonic movies are good. Fucking Arcane is incredible. Um you watch the cyberpunk show, right? I mean, look, it's super loosely based, but yeah, that kicks ass. <laughs> uh, and then you now this, like, we are in a good era of video game things, and uh, this could be the best, though. Uh, I also want to say, I, I know there was inter- internet controversy over... There's a scene in this movie uh, that will remind you a lot of a scene in one of the Quiet Place movies, mm. uh, but it is absolutely just a shot for shot like remake of what the game is like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so you know ask ask john krasinski not uh not yep, yep. whatever his face is craig whatever also one thing that they add in this that is just just for fucking me john Hanna is in the first fucking five minutes of this show and that guy is incredible <laughs> He should be in way more things. Uh, I don't know that he's a good actor, but I just like what he does. I like the choices that he makes. All right. Uh, the other thing I'm going to talk about is it's something that I'm almost finished with, but not done with. Uh, it's a series that Disney bought the streaming rights to in the U.S. in, like, March. The show came out in mm. July, and they released it last week. Because fuck them. You've been waiting. I have been waiting. Uh, it's a movie called Summertime Rendering. It uh, is kind of billed as, like, a mystery show, and it's not really that. (laughs) There's not that much mystery. It's more of, like, a supernatural thriller horror kind of thing. It's very, like, 
it's it's really just like a bunch of other popular pop culture ideas mashed into the same things mostly invasion of the body snatchers some i don't know what's 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 the happy death day to you is that the time mm, loop happy death day yeah, yeah that one it's, it's like those two things jammed together. Uh, that said, it's pretty fun. It reminds me, well, it reminds me a little bit. of There's there's a show I always talk about that no one else remembers because I don't know who watched it uh, on ABC called Invasion. It came on right after mm-hmm. Hurricane Katrina. I, I remember Invasion. Uh, but it starred William Fishner. It was. It was just Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but William Fishner was clearly early on like one of the body snatchers, but also like not on their side. Right. And that was like a fun like dynamic that they played and then the show got canceled we never like saw what happened uh and that's very much the exact same premise of this show uh anyway it's it's fine i like it it's better than transformers the one thing i that's that's tough about it uh is that like the main villain like the the literal you know like god on earth that is causing these awful gory horrible things to happen to people and that they're you know spending the whole series trying to defeat uh her name is heine Mm. Uh, which is tough. Mm. It's just tough every time we say it with a straight <laughs> face. But you know, it's what it is. Uh, so at least when they get around to the porn parody, they won't have to go. <laughs> they far. won't have to work hard. No. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, summertime rendering better than Transformers. Yeah, I think this is Disney's first step before they completely dive headfirst into the anime world. So I didn't see... It's I, I, I watched it on Hulu. Is it on Disney Plus? I don't think it's on Disney Plus, yeah. but they own Hulu, so they have... No, I know, yeah. I know. I just wasn't... Because this one, like, it is, like, it's a TVMA sort of mm-hmm. thing, and I wasn't sure if they had really... Which is why they put it on Hulu. I, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they, they've dived in on Disney Plus with, you know, the mature content yet. Not yet, but I think they will. It, I, I'm, it's I'm it's sh- coming. I'm sure Studio Ghibli is really regretting that deal with Warner Brothers. I know. Uh, anyway uh yeah so i think that's it for this week do we know what we want to do next week i don't think there's anything fucking coming out no i'm not aware of anything coming out all right well we'll have to figure it out maybe a news week maybe something else yeah whatever yeah whatever he says uh but thank you guys for listening please rate subscribe tell your friends about the podcast again if there's anything that we missed from 2022 or things that we uh missed about 2023 uh reach to realphonies.com you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at realphonies on instagram real underscore phonies Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.